0: standing next to you by your family, and to me, there's nothing more important. Not going to be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's going to be a hell of a ride.
1: Hello, Shy Hearts, and welcome to episode 43 of Meet Us at Molly's. Tonight, we're going to go ahead and go back down memory lane a little bit, and we are going to cover the Chicago Med Pilot Season 1, Episode 1. As always, I'm one of your hosts. I'm Gina. I'm joined by Bryna.
0: Hello, everybody.
1: And Ashley, unfortunately, could not make it this week. Guys, we're having a rough Olympic hiatus. Oh my like,
0: God, the roughest. The,
1: the roughest. So. Ashley has been on and off sick. She started a new job. I got sick this weekend. Had a bit of a flu scare, but, like, it wasn't the flu. It was, like, the <laughs> weirdest. It's been a weird couple of hours, y'all. Flu like,
0: scare. That's a great way to describe your A flu text. scare,
1: yeah. Y'all, like, don't go, don't let the doctor brush you off these days. Like, just because you're coughing and sneezing does not mean you have the flu. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> It's been weird. It's just been a weird hiatus. So, yeah, Ashley couldn't make it tonight, but we are here. We missed you guys. It's only been, we only missed a week, right?
0: I don't even, I can't even keep track of where the time's gone.
1: What day is it? What (laughs) date is it?
0: I don't know. I feel like I'm talking, I feel like I'm I'm referring to everything now as like how many days before we leave for Chicago. Like, we've got nine days until we leave for Chicago. So, like, that's how I'm like keeping up with time now.
1: We really do, yeah, we're we're pretty much gearing up for the Chicago Heroes event, which we're recording this on Wednesday, we leave next Friday, the 2nd of March, so yep. it's right around the corner, and our sense of time is just completely warped, it's just, yeah, it's, we've had a rough hiatus, but we're here, and that's what matters, and we're gonna trek down memory lane and have some fun, so, Bryna, how was your week off, have you been watching the Olympics?
0: If you mean the bachelor Winter Olympics, then yes. Bryna? (laughs) If you mean the actual Olympics, I'm not missing a single bit of the Winter Olympics. Oops. Woman! (laughs) I'm sorry. NBA All-Star Weekend was this week, past weekend, and the Bachelor Winter Games just really important to me, Gina. (laughs) Yo, I was going to ask you, did you see that? I'm sure NBA Twitter was, like, exploding about all the
1: news with the Mavericks today. Did you see that slash hear about it?
0: Yeah. Have you read the actual Sports Illustrated piece?
1: Not yet. No, I it, guess
0: I'll it, have to. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty damning. It's pretty bad.
1: That's bad. I I hate to hear that about my hometown teams. Mark Cuban's like a local hero around here. Of course he is.
0: It's not so. him, though. Okay, like, it's like people like people have right? said, like, I mean, it's kind of up in the air about like whether he knew about it or not. Um, but like, he, it's not him that did the sexual harassment. Like people said, like people came out and said, like it's not him. Good, that's semi
1: comforting. Yeah, because he's a local hero in the DFW area, as he should be, right? As Ugh. he should be. Yeah. So I have been watching the actual Olympics, unlike <laughs> Bryna over here, um, and it's been fantastic. I love the Olympics. Um, yeah, I actually attended the Olympics in London in 2012, Ugh, and it was still the so best. jealous oh my god it was so much fun and you know i i got like the itch again just watching all this coverage and i think i might apply to volunteer in tokyo in 2020 i don't know yeah it's just an application process it's nothing like earth shattering that's gonna go down in the summer it's probably just an application so charlie if you're listening surprise (laughs) (laughs) so yeah the olympics have been great and yeah they've been great go team usa but with that said We're kind of ready for our shows to return.
0: Yes, next week, so ready.
1: So ready, so ready. So we always like to start every episode by jumping into the news, and that's what we're going to go ahead and do. So first bit of news tonight, and this is the only good thing about having your shows off the air for two weeks, is that the news kind of accumulates, Mm -hmm. and you actually have news to talk about, so... First bit of news Damon Dioub is coming in to recur on Chicago Fire. So he's been on a couple things. The only thing that I know he's been on, he was originally set to be in The Catch, and then I think he got recast.
0: I don't, I don't even know what tonight. that is, so.
1: It was the other Shonda
0: Show. Oh. Uh. Yeah,
1: the other Shonda Show.
0: The other Shonda Show. The fourth. You know exactly
1: yeah. what I'm talking about, though. I do. Yeah, so are you in the article by chance right now? I but am. A-
0: I just pulled it up. Yeah. So he was apparently on Stitchers, which I didn't watch, but that I know people are really a big fan of that. Um, so the article says, Dayu will play Jake Cordova, a confident, rugged man's man firefighter. Um, yeah, and that's really all the news they give.
1: It about. doesn't say what house he's coming into? I
0: mean, Firehouse 51. Well, like, what if he's from a rival house? Like, if he's coming into 51, what's happening to... I don't know, the next, because then it talks about where the most recent episode left off with Casey and Severi jumping off the building, um, and then the show's on hiatus, and then it talks about, like, things he's been in, and that's it. Ew, it literally just has the line, he's a confident, rugged, man's man firefighter okay um, <laughs> I, I already don't take him
1: seriously yeah I just by that description alone I already don't take him seriously
0: but like I just have so many questions is he going on truck is he going to be on squad like like you said which firehouse is he coming from why is he leaving his old firehouse and coming to firehouse 51 I just have so many questions I don't think Severide gets injured so badly that he needs
1: to take time off
0: I don't think so
1: i'm trying to see spoiler alert if you haven't seen the promo pictures for the next episode severides okay so sorry to ruin that
0: but yeah i don't think so i don't know so who's he replacing i don't know if he's replacing any i don't know i'm so confused
1: that article is so perfectly vague that it's very frustrating
0: yeah like i said rugged man's man fire what the hell does that mean (laughs)
1: <laughs> rugged man's man okay dude you're okay. tough oh my god okay so we'll see what happens there did it say when he's coming in
0: nope, nope it doesn't my guess though is like soon ish i mean he was filming i remember once that after that came out article came out he had posted an instagram that ended up in our tech or something like that he was, like, surprised. This would have been in Chicago for the last few weeks. He's been filming, I think, since the new year. So I'd assume we'd, I'd assume we'd see him sometime soon. But I don't know. I mean, my guess is whenever he comes in, he's going to stick around till the end of the season, if he's going to be recurring.
1: That's just what 51 needs right now, is a rugged man's man. Oh. <laughs> 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 I know so we also got episode descriptions and again the good thing about your shows being off the air for two weeks is that you get multiple episode descriptions mm-hmm. we got what four during the hiatus
0: yeah we've gotten a lot
1: we've gotten a lot so we have the episode description for chicago fire season six episode 12 entitled the f is four yes brian had to take us through that
0: Yes. Um, So, yeah, this is the episode that airs next week, March 1st. Um, So it says, after photos of Casey and Severi jumping off the roof during a heroic rescue make the front page of the newspaper, voting unwillingly agrees for the photographer to chronicle a day in the life story at the firehouse. Dawson and Brett are on a mission to find out what keeps happening to Gerald, a frequent flyer they know who lives on the streets. Meanwhile, Herman decides to take up a life coaching as a side job, and Kid makes a decision regarding her living arrangement with Severide. Um, and then, of note, is that Daniel DiTommaso, who plays um, Hazmat Zack, and Arian Reinhardt, who plays Lily, also guest star.
1: Wasn't this the one where I got really excited? I was like, Bria! And you were like, bitch, it's Lily. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, and I was like, am I missing where you see Bria mentioned? And you were like, Arian Reinhardt, guesting. And I was like, that's not Bria. That's Lily.
1: Oopsies.
0: Oopsies.
1: So what I've read indicates that we're going to hate this photographer. Or we're not going to hate him. Casey and Dawson sure are.
0: Yes. Also, be excited about Herman's new side job as a life coach.
1: So excited. So excited, because
0: we're yeah. gonna get a good Herman monologue out of it. I can just like feel it in my bones.
1: I'm trying to imagine Herman as a life coach and just like
0: <laughs>
1: I'm just imagining him getting really frustrated like, yeah, I imagine his advice as a life coach be like stop doing that or like
0: which is kind of surprising because his monologues are always so good, and like his advice in the moment when something shitty is happening is so good. That like you're like oh yeah Herman can make a great life coach but yeah I think his patience level isn't gonna be able to handle it.
1: Oh hell no. It depends who he's coaching though. Like if it's Gabby he'll be super patient. If it's like Otis he's gonna be like just fuck this. stop. Yeah fuck this. So I'm I'm so ready for that. So ready. That sounds good. Uh, the other fire episode description we got was the next episode, season six, episode thirteen. So the episode after this coming week's episode, if that makes any sense. It's called Hiding, Not Seeking.
0: Yeah, I think the other, the best way to also describe this is this is the second half of the crossover. So actually, Gina, should you talk about the first half of the PD crossover? Yeah, we should.
1: I totally didn't even realize that that was the crossover. I should have put two and two together. So yeah. one of the other ones that we got, it was like a latecomer. We just got this episode description. So se- or Chicago PD, season five, episode 16?
0: Yeah, because we have okay. 15s to talk about, too.
1: So 16 is going to be the, show, the Chicago PD half of the crossover, and it starts on PD and ends on fire, right? Yep. Okay, so we got the episode description super late, maybe like an hour before we started recording this episode, and all we know, it's very vague. It's a very, very vague episode description. It pretty much just says, bombings are happening not at chicago med targeting members of the media and intelligence goes to firehouse 51 the end that's it's like a sentence it's really not that long at all so that's the setup for the crossover and that's chicago pd 516 but then it ends on chicago fire 613
0: yeah and i was just we were just talking about this before we started recording i think it's interesting that the first part of this is Um, The PD description is so vague because the fire description is not vague at all. It's, like, very specific. Um, So, it says, while working to track down a bombing suspect, Voight and Antonio meet with Chief Bowden, who unwillingly agrees to let Dawson and Brett go undercover. As the investigation continues, Bowden, Casey, and Severide lend their skilled expertise in the investigation Elsewhere, Kid and Zach's relationship hits a bump, and Cruz has a hard time expressing his true feelings for Brett. Meanwhile, Herman and Connie are forced to come up with an alternative solution when two birthday parties are booked on the same day at the firehouse. And then, yeah, it just says, you know, lists all the people from PD who guest star.
1: Birthday parties?
0: (laughs) Apparently. That's like the whole detail I'm hung up on. I'm like, who books their birthday party at the firehouse? See, I do that. The first time I like, I mean, obviously I read it. Like I, I read it, but I didn't read like the, I guess the little minor part. I'm hung up on the fact that Cruz has a hard time expressing his true feelings for Brett. Yeah. Like, where are they going with this? I I don't know. I don't know.
1: I really just want to like,
0: yeah, it really, this is like the most frustrating storyline I've felt fire like all season
1: it really is and I don't know it's not that I'm against Cruz and Brett it's just that I didn't know it was coming and I kind of hate that
0: yeah I'm not against it. I would not be against a love triangle if I had seen this coming for like at least a couple episodes beforehand but it was all of a sudden just like oh well Cruz has feelings for Brett again okay let's deal with this and it's just like where did this come from Well, plus he broke up with her. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. He did? He did,
1: yeah. They went to that fancy-ass restaurant, and Cruz was talking about, like, Cruz launched into this whole monologue, and it sounded like they were setting up for him to propose, and then they cut to Gabby, and Gabby's talking to Dawson, and she's like, he broke up with me.
0: You mean Brett?
1: (laughs) Yes. Brett was talking to Dawson, and then Brett was like, he broke up with me.
0: I don't know. I mean, and I'm still so, I'm still so confused about, like, I was thinking about this the other day, um, like, about how she broke up with Antonio the second time because, you know, like, she didn't really see them working and she kind of wanted to be single and blah, blah, blah. And then literally the next episode is, like, trying to fight for fight for Hazmat and Zach. And I'm like, girl. You just said two seconds ago that you were not, A, not ready, I guess not ready for Antonio specifically, and that that would never work, but you also just said you weren't ready for a relationship, but yet, I don't know, I was just so thrown off.
1: This is just a love triangle that I feel like I don't have the energy for, which is weird because, like, I love Cruz, I love Sylvie, I love Antonio, but I feel like the chemistry is better between Sylvie and Antonio
0: than oh, it is for between sure. Sylvie and Brett
1: sylvie and (laughs) sylvie and brett are the same person i did it again shit (laughs) the chemistry is better between sylvie and antonio than it is between sylvie and cruz (laughs) boom
0: i definitely agree with that though i like especially this past like the two episodes we got in early january like right after the break like that that was some good shit
1: sylvie and cruz are friends and i feel like sylvie is always going to keep him in the friend zone yes hundred percent agree so then what's gonna happen i mean cruz is gonna profess his love for sylvie and then sylvie's gonna
0: say no and then what happens does cruz move out i don't know what if this ties in when are we gonna see this pregnant whether it's her or not when are we going to see this pregnancy storyline? Like, it's got to oh, be soon. God. There's another, like, wrench that I have. <laughs> but, keep, like, like, I'm just thinking, like, in terms of, like, when you say what's going to happen, like, what if Cruz, not romantically, ends up being there for her if she is the one that is pregnant, like, and then it – Cruz is like, oh shit, like, I can't be with someone who's having another man's baby? Like, I don't know, I'm just throwing all these things theories Well, hang out. on, if
1: Cruz has to step up and be there for Sylvie, that implies that she's pregnant with Antonio's baby, and Antonio, like, runs.
0: If no, that's I'm just case, saying, before she tells, can of worms. before she tells Antonio, like, what if she's hesitant about telling Antonio, and Cruz decides that this can't work, if I don't know I just have all these theories in my head
1: so many theories but that's the fun part about theories is that you speculate until you get so far out there and so ridiculous that you're like that's funny like never mind yeah I have have a lot of theories if Cruz has to be there for her because Antonio like runs then that's a whole other can of worms and that's
0: yeah I don't think that's gonna happen but I just see like her being kind of hesitant to tell him about if it is Antonio's like her hesitant like being hesitant to tell Antonio about it and Cruz like being the one that's like there for her and like decides that like he's gonna step up as a friend well
1: the one big thing we're forgetting here is that that article where the pregnancy thing first broke Derek said it's Derek said something about like it's gonna be really sweet and charming when it happens so it might be Dawson I don't know.
0: I I just think I'm so convinced it's Brett because of just the way that storyline played out this season so far and the fact that they used Brett's picture. But, like, totally willing to admit if it's not Brett that I was wrong.
1: Oh, man. So many questions.
0: (laughs) So many questions.
1: It's just, yeah. If you guys have any theories on who is pregnant on Chicago Fire, please hit us up. We want to hear all of the theories.
0: All of the theories all of the theories
1: so yeah so we have 612, 613. we also have five sixteen, but we also have chicago pd season 5 episode 15 entitled sisterhood
0: yeah which is the episode that airs next week on february 28th i had to yes. think that what day it is I'm <laughs> like,
1: what date is it i'm so spun around right now like
0: in one week from today when we were recording on february 28th Um, So, yeah, it's titled Sisterhood. Um, It's a very short description. It just says, Intelligence tracks down a vigilante killing rapists. Um, The investigation hits home for Burgess, who begins to question if the men who attacked her sister truly paid for their actions.
1: That sounds good.
0: Yeah. And the promo, I mean, we've seen the promo, and the promo looks really good, so. Yes. Yes, yes.
1: So, the last news bit we got is one that like we got it so we have to talk about it but I'm just Mm. gonna like leave it at the headline the headline alone I don't even remember who this was from but the headline just said could Halstead and Upton's relationship turn romantic
0: facepalm
1: facepalm it's from TV
0: line by the way
1: stop trying to make Upstead a thing the horse is already dead
0: like stop it i know it yeah we were just like well shit like i'm not ready for this to happen i don't see this happening like stop trying to make this a thing stop trying well, to make headline, this happen
1: right yeah that headline was total clickbait too because if you look at the article the article's just like
0: we don't really it's know what's total... gonna happen and little no little but
1: little... it's the same stuff we've been hearing from jesse he's like yeah you know Haley's going to open up to Halstead a little bit more. She finally – or he finally starting to trust her, blah, blah, blah. It's everything we've already read. So that headline was total clickbait. Yeah. Stop trying to make it a thing. Mm-hmm. Face So that is the news we've got for now. As always, if you see something, send it to us, please. Uh, tweet us. Tweet it to us. DM it to us. Email it to us. However, there's only – there's most of the time there's three of us there's two of us tonight but y'all we miss things from time to time especially when we have like flu scares and new jobs and (laughs) craziness so yeah if you see news send it to us because there's a chance we may not have seen it so with that said i think we shall jump into our episode what do you think bryna
0: let's do it
1: all right so We're going to go back down memory lane a little bit, and we're going to cover the pilot episode of Chicago Med season one, episode one. So here we go. So the episode opens. It's a gorgeous day in Chicago, Uh, sun shining. People are walking around, making noise, and there is a saxophone player playing on the street. That's how good of a day it is, is that there's music happening on the street. So this super handsome guy comes in. He looks a lot like Tommy from Arrow. And he <laughs> drops some change in front of the guy. And then he heads to the L. So at this point, I know Brian is like, Tommy's alive. Holy shit. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> Except I wasn't the first time I watched this because I hadn't seen Arrow. But this time around, I was like, oh, yeah. I was feeling the feels.
1: <laughs> Thank God. Tommy's alive. <laughs> oh, goodness. So. Yeah, so then a handsome guy who looks like Tommy, he heads to the L. And, you know, everything's all wonderful. It's just a normal morning, whatever. But we all know this is going to shit simply because we're along for the ride. Like, yep. it's never good when the audience is along for the ride because then it's just going to go to shit.
0: Yep. Always so, going to go to shit. Always.
1: And that was something that I mentioned, too, was, like, you know, have I mentioned before that I just really wish TV doctors could, like, go about their normal lives without medical emergencies popping up? <laughs> like, I, I know you watch other med- medical shows. I do, too, of course. We both watch Grey's. I was huge into Royal Pains. Um, yeah. I, I can't even. Night oh, Shift. Oh, freaking Night Shift. I miss it so much. I know. And we're gonna say that every time we bring up the Night Shift, but really, we miss it so much. I know. It's like. It gets to a point where it's, like, a Super Mario game, and, like, these poor TV doctors are, like, out enjoying their lives, and they have to duck these medical emergencies, like, it's a video game, like, jump over that, duck on this, like, you know, whatever. So, I just, yeah, it got to a point with Royal Pains where I was, like, can Hank just go, like, anywhere and have, like, a normal night out? Can he just go out to dinner without somebody, like, choking on their food? Seriously, though. So we cut to the hospital and Mrs. Goodwin is making a speech and, you know, Natalie and Will are watching, April and Choi are watching, and Mrs. Goodwin introduces good old Mayor Emanuel. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> of course He's back. he is. Also, like, where the hell were you during the PD pilot? Mayor For Emmanuel? real? You're in Chicago Fires, you're in Chicago Meds. I'm half tempted to go back and watch the Justice pilot and see if it's like a Where's Waldo type thing. Where Don't like torture yourself with
0: that thing. Don't oh, no, torture. Do Don't do it. Don't do it.
1: I, I wouldn't do that to myself. I would I would be throwing shit at the TV. <laughs> like, what do you mean Atwater's suspected of murder? <laughs> <laughs> it's still not okay, y'all. It's still not okay.
0: It's never going to be okay.
1: Oh, and don't get me started about uh, what's his face, uh, Stone being the ADA on Law and Order. Oh, mm, I got a whole rant there. <laughs> you didn't hear about that, did you?
0: No, you re- you told me.
1: Yeah. So you texted me about Stone it. Now he's the new ADA on SVU, so he's replacing Barba, which I have such a problem with because Barba's like lawyer goals, even though he's fictional. <sighs> anyway, this is what happens when we don't record. We have like pent up frustration. So so we go back to the train, and Rhodes is reading the paper. He's just chilling, listening to his music, and he's reading the paper. Who does that? Like, you're telling me he doesn't just sit there and watch Netflix like a normal person?
0: Yeah. I mean, a lot of people read the paper on, I mean, they call it the L in Chicago. We call it the Metro here in D.C. Um, At least here in D.C., especially because most of our trains run underground, so you don't get service. So you can't be on your phone unless you have something like downloaded.
1: Don't you get motion sickness from reading while you're on the train?
0: No, I read all the time. Like I'll take a book, I'll read on my phone. Like if I have something downloaded on my Kindle app on my phone. Yeah. No, I read all the time. Most people, a lot of people read. Like it's really common for people to read. I also rode a bus from kindergarten to senior year of high school. So like I learned how to read on moving things wow (laughs) yeah interesting
1: huh this is how much of a weirdo I am so my old job I used to take the train to and from work I can't do that now because public transportation in my area is a joke but I would like calculate the math I'm like okay it's 42 minutes from like my stop to work I can down like one episode of such and such show so anytime I would get interrupted I'd be so pissed because I'd be like you're like totally disturbing my runtime right now yeah so they would like come around and check our passes and i'd be like listen bitch like i'm in the middle of this episode right now you are (laughs) disturbing my runtime like (laughs) so that's how exact i am so when this train so this l train he's on it jolts like a universal ride people go flying stuff is happening I would have been, like, pissed. I would have been like, listen, I'm watching a show right now, and now I have to finish this at work. So. You're
0: gonna get so, when okay, so when you come visit me in the the beginning of April, you're gonna see, like, I mean, granted, jolting, like, Universal ride, like, that I'm not used to, but the metro here is so, it's just so bad. Like, it'll stop randomly in the middle of a tunnel for, like, a good solid minute. Sometimes more, like, you just, you just get used to it, like, DC Metro sucks, but you deal That's with it. That's good to
1: know. I'll, I'll make sure to pack the anxiety meds. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Public transportation in my area is just a joke. So, like, it just, I, it's like a totally different perception from what you have to what I have. But, yes, if you missed that, I'm going to visit Bryna in DC at the first week of April. It's going to be awesome. Woo. Woo, woo. It's going to be great. So, poor Connor, his train jolts like a universal ride. And, I mean, it's quite obvious that there's been a derailment. But like people are still flying through the air and the train hasn't even stopped moving. And Connor's already like running the length of the thing, checking on everybody's wounds. Like Connor Rhodes, everybody. Welcome to Chicago Med. Overachiever
0: much? Like seriously. Right?
1: (laughs) Right? So he's like running down the length of the train. He's like, are you okay? Are you okay? That head injury doesn't look bad. Let me just wave a wand over this and you'll be healed. And then he like dramatically stops at a window to look at the rest of the train. And we see that one of the cars is on the pavement down below. Because if you're not familiar with Chicago Public Transport, there's like a portion of the L that's like above ground. I really shouldn't be explaining this because I'm in a city where the public transportation is awful. So I just really shouldn't be explaining this because I probably sound like an idiot. But yeah. And so he like looks outside and this train car is like down on the pavement and it crushed a van like in half pretty much. And that's our teaser.
0: welcome to Chicago Med, everybody
1: welcome to chicago med but i don't know if you remember bryna when they were like first filming this i was not I mean, around then
0: so no i do not, not remember. remember
1: i don't even remember what year this was granted it's like season three of med so this was probably like 24
0: 15 i started 16. watching after there was only one season of med i only had to watch one season of med in order to get caught up and i started watching 2016 so it premiered in 2015 got it
1: So when they were filming this, I remember pictures from set were starting to leak. And there was a picture, because this was like the first scene of the episode that they opened with. And so there was a picture of like this accident scene of like this giant train car, like impaling this van in half. And there's a big sign in front that's like, this is not an emergency we are filming that's funny i thought that was funny and i remember seeing that and just being like well damn chicago med's going big
0: gotta go big or go home
1: yeah right so we cut back to chicago med mayor emmanuel cuts the ribbon everyone celebrates and then everybody's phones start going off you're telling me you're having this ribbon cutting ceremony with the frickin' mayor, and none of you put that shit on vibrate?
0: They're doctors; they can't put that shit on vibrate.
1: Well, but yes, they can, can't they?
0: No. Your phone. Like, feel no. it like
1: buzzing and be like, "Oh shit."
0: I mean, I guess, but like, you're really shit. You're really supposed to keep it like turned up the whole time.
1: Y'all, Brenda's like my new makeshift doctor in life. Like, yeah.
0: This whole <laughs> week I've been
1: like, so do I have the flu? This is going on. And you're like, mm, no, but I would take this instead. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
0: I try. Just, yeah. You pick up great. things after living with a doctor for 20, how old am I? 22 years. <laughs> 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 22 years of my life. Yeah. You pick up, I, up I things. I would
1: forget how old I am from time to time. That would be nice. Oh, I also like, worked I in a
0: doctor's name. office. You pick up things after a while.
1: Dude, actually, that's funny you say that. So our friend came over. I had Monday off. I work for a bank, y'all. Like, I get, I get the bank holidays off. Um, And so I, we had a friend come over on Monday, and she's a nurse. And her, like, six-year-old daughter came. She was selling Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, we mm-hmm. got the hookup. So, um, but the daughter had been, like, super sick for, like, a week or two before that. And so she had mentioned something. She was like, yeah, and, like, we had to take her to the cardiologist, blah, blah, blah. And my parents were like, well, why the cardiologist? And I'm like, Kawasaki syndrome or Kawasaki whatever. I was like, I know this shit. Like... <laughs> was that right um well first off is it kawasaki disease or kawasaki it's kawasaki disease i think is what it's called but i think yeah that was of course that was right that was like it was like one of those like some other condition and i was like i watch a lot of med shows like (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. sorry not sorry not sorry just you pick things up from watching Grey's Anatomy and Night Shift and Royal Pains and Chicago Med and any other medical show I've ever seen. (laughs) Uh, I make no apologies. (laughs) Just funny moments. So... Finally, you know, the phones are going crazy, and Maggie comes out, and Maggie just does not give a fuck about what's happening outside. She's like, wrap up your stupid ceremony, like, get that stupid desk-looking thing out of my ER bay, and she's like, listen, it's time to go to work, because this is happening. There's, like, a mass casualty casualty incident. I definitely was drinking wine before we started recording. Anyway, so patients flood the ED, it is just total chaos, there's just, like, gurneys everywhere, doctors everywhere, just medical supplies flying, it's just chaos. And most importantly, so, you know, patients are coming, whatever, well, Rhodes comes in, Rhodes, you know, Tommy from Arrow, the super handsome guy, he's actually got a character name, but Rhodes comes in on top of this gurney, and he's like the prince from shrek it's like a total slow motion like hair flip like i'm here to save the day bitches kind of moment
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm just picturing the gif you sent me in our text and it's just so good
1: well and i did that because you never understand my movie references so i wanted to make sure you got it that time no
0: i've seen shrek plenty of times
1: but it's a total, like, hair flip movement. He's trying to be, like, he's trying to be all badass. He's, like, relaying the facts to Goodwin. He's, like, 28-year-old male, crush injury, blah, blah, blah. But all I'm seeing is, like, the hair just whoosh, whoosh. Like. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> it's yeah. such a perfect moment. So they go into whatever trauma bay they're in. And Will's, like, following the whole time. And... Connor's, like, pretty much doing, like, five things at once. He's, like, doing compressions. He's, like, Meredith Grey-style holding a bomb in this guy's body. He's, like, juggling something or whatever. I don't know. He's doing, like, a million things at once, but he's just casually having this conversation. And it drives Will insane. Because everything Will says, he's got a response for. Will's, like, you know, give him this, give him that. Connor's, like, did that in the field, didn't work, this happened, that happened. Will's, like, who the hell is this guy? (laughs) Yeah. And so the medics are like, well, he says he's a doctor. And Will's like, all right, get off the gurney. I'm senior resident. And Connor goes, well, I'm your new trauma fellow. <laughs> so like at first when this, this episode first aired, the pilot aired. And I was like, well, they just got off on the wrong foot. Like Connor and Will seem like they could be friends. That's just stupid that they don't get along because Will thinks he's arrogant. Now that I watched this for the second time, I totally see it.
0: You see what? Why? I see
1: why Will hates him.
0: Yeah, no, I totally see it. Um, Yeah, I think I thought the same thing was like, like, it's just kind of obvious that, like, they're gonna be friends later on. Like, they're not gonna have their two male leads hate each other the entire time. Like, that's stupid. Um, But yeah, I can definitely see it. Because Connor is arrogant in this. But Will's just as bad.
1: It's, like, a really arrogant, like, WWE-style dramatic entrance, so I can totally see why Will's, like, get the fuck out of my ER, <laughs> like...
0: Yeah, Will's just as bad, though, this episode, when it comes to Rhodes.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely, but I still wouldn't consider them, like, friends three seasons in, would you?
0: I mean, they're not, like, the bro they're not Severide and Casey-level bros, but, like, th- I don't know if I'd call them acquaintances either.
1: They tolerate each other.
0: I mean, I think they're friendly. Professional colleagues. Friendly professional colleagues. I definitely think there's a little bit more than just, like, no attachment. But, like, they're not Sevacy BFFs either.
1: I mean, I'm a sucker for a good bromance. If they wanted to develop that, go right ahead. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I never understood pitting them against each other. And I remember, like, maybe it was the crossover in season. What season of Med did Herman get stabbed? One? Yeah. Yeah. I remember I did an interview, like, right before that crossover with Colin and uh, Joe Minoso. And I remember somebody asking if Connor and Will were going to come to, and I quote, fisticuffs. <laughs> I've never palmed in my life so hard. Like, yeah. So I just, I never understood why they were pitted against each other. I always thought they would have made better bros. But I see. See how they got off on the wrong foot. I just wish they would have fixed that by now. I feel like they haven't fixed it.
0: Yeah, well, it's just because they're in such... Like, they don't hang out. Like, they literally aren't around each other enough in order to fix it. Because Connor's always in the OR and Will's always in the ED.
1: See, this is why I kind of don't like Connor in the OR. Like, I get that he's, like, super effing smart and he's, like, a cardiothoracic resident and whatever he is cardiothoracic something or other fellow fellow that's the word he's a fellow he's a fellow yeah and so I mean I get that but this is why I don't like that he's separated from everybody
0: else yeah that's the one thing I'll say that a I still don't like about med and b I don't think it's as well done like I feel like just because in everything else like yes obviously in fire you have squad and truck and ammo but like they're all together and then intelligence on PD is obviously all together and for the most part, everyone in med is all together in the EG, but then you have Connor, who is a main character, who is the second lead, well, whatever, second male lead, if we're calling whoever's first. Um, but yeah, like, he's just all there by himself, and it's just like, no.
1: Yeah, that's why the days when he's like, I'm on trauma service today,
0: like, like you yes. and I are like,
1: yes! Like, but then he still finds his way up to
0: the OR. Uh, yeah, I'm just like,
1: can we just, like, service the elevators on a day when Connor's on trauma service? Can we just, like, knock the elevators out so we can't get up to the, to the OR?
0: Yeah, but then that would create a lot more problems than do good. But yes, we could.
1: Damn it. Bryna, why are you having, like, logic right now? Why are you know. using your logic? I don't know. Oh, goodness. So... The other thing I want to note, because the next part in the outline here talks about Trout and Brett coming in. So, you know how the scene right before they get to the ED, he's like in the ambo with the medic, Connor is, and the patient. And it's
0: 61.
1: Thank you. I noticed that too. But
0: it's not Brett and Dawson.
1: It's not 61 if it's not Brett and Dawson.
0: Right. I almost put that in the outline and then I realized it wasn't them and I forgot to put in there the fact that I noticed that it wasn't them. But yes, I did notice that. I'm so glad you caught that too we're on the same page
1: we are so on the same page so Chout and Brett come in in an ambo that's like not 61 not Brett Chout and it's not Chout and
0: Brett no it's just Chout and whoever no I swear it's Brett no it's definitely not Brett I could have sworn it was Brett I
1: don't know where my phone is but I'm gonna pull that up later but Chout and somebody <laughs> else who might be Brett they come in and they bring in Natalie's patient and it's, is it the little girl or is it the pregnant woman?
0: Um, at, I don't, there's so many things happening. Like, later, I really didn't know how to start this outline, which is kind of bad. Because, like, at first, everyone has everyone else's different patients, and then they kind of all get figured out into, like, separate strands. But in the beginning, everything's so crossed. I think they bring in Gina, the pregnant woman first not me not you (laughs) I think that's who they bring in first
1: okay so Natalie's patient comes in and it's somebody it's not Jorge the 28 year old guy because he's with Rhodes yes okay well the patient comes in whatever so Connor keeps working on his patient and we officially meet Sarah and poor Sarah is like standing in the corner terrified I can't blame her at all and she's a fourth year med student. And, you know, she's just, you know, Connor's like, who the hell are you? And she's like, I'm Sarah. I'm a med student. Oh, God. And so Connor has replaced something in the patient's groin or whatever. And, you know, Connor's like, all right, he's sterile. Like, she's moving slowly because she's terrified. Yeah, she Con can't find general. a vein. She, yeah, she can't find a vein. So we hear somebody, like, we hear somebody else who's not Connor, obviously. It's a woman's voice. And you hear the voice just go, he's a patient, not a pincushion. We
0: pan up, and it's fucking Doris. Fucking Doris. I didn't realize she was in there from the beginning.
1: Just, she's, like, everywhere we don't want her to
0: be. For real.
1: Like, just, I don't know. You know how Allison sends us those photoshops of Mr. Sprinkles in various moments in fire? Yes. We just need, like, we need to start a whole series where we photoshop Doris into moments where we just don't want her. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> Oh, God, I have a i have a couple ideas
1: we're just gonna take like a giant picture at the chicago heroes event next week and we'll just photoshop her into the corner and be like go away doris go away no my f-
0: the idea like the first things that came to my mind are like natalie and will like making out in the car like photoshop, doris
1: <laughs> photoshop her like looking through the window like a total creeper
0: <laughs> yeah
1: oh god april and Choi doing like anything
0: yeah, April oh. and Joyce hook up in the closet.
1: Allison, if you're listening, we need your Photoshop skills.
0: Yeah, for <laughs> real. Like, if we actually take this picture next week, can we make this up? Ha- can you make this happen for us?
1: We absolutely need to do that. Just, I kind of want to talk to the actress who plays Doris and be like, how does it feel to play such a hated character? Like...
0: <laughs> yeah, for real, though. She
1: she just never has anything nice to
0: say. Nope. She's the worst.
1: She really is. Like, no offense, actress who plays Doris. I don't know your name. I'm sorry. It's just, Doris is not nice.
0: <laughs> yep, Ugh. she's the worst.
1: And it's always Doris. It's literally always, like, it's always Doris. Just something bad or something mean happens. Like, somebody says something mean and you pan up and it's always Doris.
0: Yep. Always. Whatever.
1: Always Doris. Okay. I'm just going to, like, rant over. Just It's just Doris. Ugh. So... We pretty much get a montage going forward. It's like Natalie, Will, and Choi, they're just working on their patients and they're trying to keep everything under control. So, Bryna, do you want to take it from here?
0: Yeah. So, once Connor gets everything under control with Jorge, his patient, um, he's officially introduced good Goodwin and she's like, he's like, oh, you know, it's always the way, um, you know, things go around here and Goodwin's like, well, you know, kind of, <laughs> But anyway, and so that's their kind of one scene, and then all of a sudden, Ambo brings in a different Ambo brings in a patient named Jamie, who clearly um, seems to be a regular because he knows the staff by name. He knows April and Maggie and whatever, and he comes in having a lot of trouble breathing, um, and so he goes. They take him into a trauma bay, and Goodwin asks Connor if he, if she, if he would take a look at him since everyone else. All the other ED doctors are busy with the patients from the train crash. So Connor, of course, agrees. Um, And then Goodwin mentions to Maggie, "He's she's like, call Doctor Charles." And I'm like, "Okay, well, like, I was at first. I was like, when I was rewatching it today, I was like, wait, is he going to be like, is there something wrong with him? Like, obviously, Doctor Charles is the head of psychiatry. I was like, is there something like, you know, that Doctor Charles has to deal with? Not exactly the case, but you know, anyway." So, Will, is taking par- Will ends up taking care of a patient named Gina, and Gina has a brain injury, um, and then Choi's doing, helping him out, and Choi's doing a little bit more of an examination, turns out she finds out she's pregnant, um, and then all of a sudden, um, this woman comes running in, you know, being like, oh my god, Like, so, she's so worried, um, turns out, though, that is the baby's biological mother, Because Gina is a surrogate, and she's been living with this woman and her husband um, since before she even became their surrogate. Um, And so she's really worried about what's going to happen, and Will's like, you know, right now she's stable, she's good, she's going to be fine. And this woman's really concerned about both Gina and the baby, and Will's like, I'm not giving up on either one of them yet. Um, Yeah.
1: You know, I remembered like this whole I totally forgot that there was a patient named Gina in the pilot obviously like you remember those things when your name pops up but um I totally forgot I actually interviewed the actress who played her a while back it was like for what right after the for uh, for uh, for this actually she like and I'll post the link at some point to the interview it's maybe like two years old by now I can't remember but her name's Miranda I want to say it's Miranda Road is her name um, but she had some cute little stories. She's just straight up one of us. She's a total fan of, like, the whole series, if I remember correctly. So she told me some stories. I remember she said she had to shave her head, like, three different times because there were different reshoots they had to do. Oh, my and God. And so, yeah, when she'd have to come back in, she'd have to shave her head again. Um, so that would happen. you know, she said Nick was just a giant goofball. And then she also said they they filmed the pilot around like Halloween time in what, 2015, I guess. And so she was telling me that like Colin Donald just spent the whole Halloween day that they were shooting just like running around and throwing candy at everyone like she was really sweet and her whole story about how she like found or the role like she got involved with the show it was pretty interesting she was just basically was like oh sorry my dog just got in the way um <laughs> so um uh, the whole story was like crazy i think she said that she and her friend went to watch filming and then somebody was like hey you look like you'd fit this role pretty well
0: that's crazy so,
1: yeah it was i remember that interview it was good it was it was yeah it was cool i'll have to post the link at some point i just remember the story she told me like whoa and i remember asking her because she's acted in a couple other things too she was in like orange is the new black and different things like that and i was like so who's like the number one celebrity you would want to work with and she was like sophia bush duh so like she's totally one of us totally just a fan like it was great
0: that's so fun
1: yeah it was cool
0: yeah so anyway um so then we switch over to Connor, who is stitching up his own arm, the wound on his arm that he got from the train. he's stitching it up. And April yes. comes in, and they have, like, a little chat. And so Connor, she's like, do you need any help? And Connor's like, no, I got it. He's like, but I do need an assistant. Um, and so she starts, like, assisting him. who's Like I said, he's stitching up his own arm. Um, and during this conversation, she finds out that Connor is originally from Chicago. He spent some time away, um, and now he's back. Um, yeah, he did a year. Did you- yeah, I was gonna say he did a year in Riyadh. I think I'm saying that right. After, in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah, in Saudi Arabia after his residency, because and in Riyadh is where he learned how to stitch up so well, where without leaving scars. Because, um, yeah. He used to, I guess, do it on important people that didn't want to see scars or things.
1: My dog just sneezed into the mic. That was very nice of you, buddy. Um, if I remember correctly, because yeah, I caught that when he said he did a year in Riyadh, but I, if I remember correctly, there was like a little detail about where he went to med school. And I want to say it was in Yes. Boom. Um, So... Like, tell, tell me more about these years. I want to know what, what makes somebody go to med school in Mexico. What makes somebody go to med school in Mexico and then do a year in Saudi Arabia? I just have so many questions. Yeah, I have so many questions about Connor. So many questions. For real. Like, beyond the daddy issues and, like, all of that.
0: Oh, yeah. So beyond. This reminds me, and this is, like, slightly off topic, but this reminds me, remember... But after season three of the night shift and when we thought it was gonna get cancelled, and now I mean obviously now it's cancelled, but like when we thought it was actually gonna get cancelled, we had this whole conversation about how we thought T C and Connor would be such BFs.
1: Oh, they totally would.
0: I was just thinking about that and I was just like, fuck.
1: Well not even that. I think Choi, like Choi would have fit right in at that hospital, at San Antonio Memorial. Oh yeah that was a crossover episode that like i wanted to see like in Ugh. my wildest dreams
0: we had it all planned out too
1: we really did nbc should have called us <laughs>
0: for real like, For real <laughs> oh i'm
1: gonna miss the night shift so much i know
0: i like especially watching this episode like the pilot it just it there's so many elements that just made me think about the night shift
1: y'all all i think all four seasons of the night shift are on netflix now so you need to go watch it it's like It was so seriously underrated and so good. (laughs)
0: I'm just, like, going to cry all night about it. No big deal. And
1: Scott Wolf and his amazing blue eyes are in it, but that's one of, like, a million reasons why you should watch.
0: Yeah, just no big deal. Going to cry about it some more later tonight. Anyway, so April and Connor are having this conversation um, outside of the ER Bay or whatever, where they're having this conversation Dr. Charles goes to talk to Maggie and Goodwin and he notices April and he, what he refers to Rose as Rambo. Um, he noticed them like flirting and Dr. Charles is like, he's going to light up some estrogen receptors around here. And Maggie's like, I'll say he lit mine already. <laughs> um, and so, um, Dr. Charles goes and talks to Jamie and they're having this conversation about the fast and the furious movies. Um, and how Dr. Charles hasn't seen any, and Jamie's, like, taken aback. He's like, what? How have you not seen any of them? Blah, 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 They're clearly, like, know each other well and, like, are on, you know, much more than just, like, a doctor patient. Like, they clearly know each other. Um, and so Rhodes comes in and tells him some bad news, um, you know, just that... We find out later, not at this moment specifically, but we find out later he has cystic fibrosis, um, and basically just more that, like... You know, he's getting sick, and that, like, obviously, when you get sick and you have cystic fibrosis, it's never good. And so they're just concerned about his, like, blood cells and, like, you know, him getting pneumonia again. And so, like, Dr. Rhodes says it's not really looking good right now. Um, so then we flip over to Will, and Will is going over Gina's brain scans in the doctor's lounge, and Natalie comes in. And this is our first ever Manstead scene. Um and so when Natalie walks in, she, like, Will's, like, sitting there, like, looking at the computer. And Natalie's like, Well, there's something I never thought I'd see. Will Halstead looking stumped. Um, and so they just have this back and forth about, like, why things never go as planned, um, you know, why never things, are, why patients are never as textbook as, you know, they learn they are in med school. Um, they just have this whole dialogue, and then they're still talking, um, and Will gives her a back cushion, because Natalie's still pregnant in this episode, which I totally forgot that Natalie's pregnant when we start. Same. I could have sworn Owen was born, but clearly he's not. I forgot about this whole storyline. And so... Yeah, and so Will and Natalie end up talking about roads, and Will's like, he like and she's like, Well, what do you think about roads? And Will's like, he likes that there was weight around. It all strikes me as arrogant. And I'm like, You're talking about yourself too, Will. Don't lie. Right? Pot kettle? Right, exactly. This is the pot calling the kettle black, like seriously. Um and so that's kind of where their conversation leaves off, because Will gets called out. Um and so then we flip back into just the ED in general, and April, no, Maggie, April or Maggie, I think it's Maggie, brings the girlfriend of Jorge um, over and, you know, be like, this is Jorge's girlfriend, whatever. And so Connor's speaking to her, and he's speaking, he starts speaking to her in English, and then when he realizes she doesn't really speak English that well, he starts speaking fluent Spanish to her.
1: I'm not going to lie. That's kind of hot.
0: Oh, it's so hot. And that's what Maggie and April, like, when Connor, like, leaves to take her to go see Jorge, April and Maggie are sitting there and they're both having this conversation and they're like, well, damn. Like, basically, like, he just got even hotter. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's, like, nothing else to say about that except for, like, that's kind of hot.
0: Oh, it's so hot. Um, And so I guess April leaves, too. And then Herman comes in our favorite sweet Christopher Herman. And he's like singing some song. I don't even know what he's singing. He's like, Maggie, like <laughs> coming to see you. I don't know. Something like that. Um, and so he comes in and obviously Firehouse 51 is helping clean up the wreckage from the train crash. And so Herman comes in and brings Maggie, like the first box of belongings that they found. Um, and that's pretty much it. It's just one little scene, but always worth mentioning because of Herman. Um, and so Will, and we love a good crossover moment. Yeah, always love a good crossover moment. Um, and so Will brings Natalie into Gina's room for a consult. Um, and, you know, they look things over. And they basically, as of right now, you know, they notice that Gina's brain keeps swelling. And so they are leaning towards operating, but they're not there yet. They still want to keep an eye on things, but they're leaning towards operating right now. Um So then there's just so many. This would have been a much. Like it's the highlight. So I felt like we needed to do it in chronological order. But there's so many things. Like this really should have been done by storyline. So I apologize that we keep going back and forth. Um, But so then we go back to Connor and Dr. Charles. um, And they are having a conversation about Jamie. And so turns out Jamie did end up getting pneumonia. His symptoms got worse. And, you know, he ended up contracting pneumonia. Um, And Connor wants to intubate to kind of. You know, let his body not do too much work and be able to heal and get all the medicines in and things like that. Um, But Dr. Charles says, you know, like it's Jamie's decision. And Jamie said he didn't want to be intubated again. And so that was it, especially after everything he's been through in life. You know, his dad left and his mom's an alcoholic and all that stuff. And then, but Connor doesn't agree, especially as the doctor on the case. Like Connor doesn't agree. And Connor's like, you know, Basically, he's like, by then, it might be too late. Like, there won't be any more choices, like, no matter what anybody wants. Like, if we wait, you know, shit's going to hit the van. Um, yeah. And so then we go back to Sarah, who Sarah got off of Connor's case of Jorge, and she gets sent by Natalie to go check on Natalie's first patient, Rachel, who is a young girl who broke her leg. Um... So Sarah's job is just to update on on things because Rachel's mom or Rachel's mom had come in and been worried about not only Rachel but her husband who had gotten sent to a different hospital. Um, so while Sarah has an update about or this woman's husband, Rachel all of a sudden goes into a cardiac contusion, um, which causes her to go unconscious all of a sudden. Um, and at first, Sarah's afraid of administering CPR too hard, as, you know, she's afraid she's going to break the little girl's ribs. But thanks to the encouragement of Toy, she managed to do what she needed to do, and she did end up breaking the girl's ribs. But...
1: If you listen really closely, and this is just, like, I love... I love when TV shows get, like, the details, when they, like, finesse the details or whatever. You can actually hear her ribs break, but you gotta look like... You gotta listen, like, really closely. I just... Yeah. I love when they're... So I did not hear that, TV.
0: but... Ew. I did not hear that. Yeah,
1: like you got to listen really closely. But I I love when TV shows pay attention to like the teeny tiniest of details.
0: I also meant to look up what the difference is between like going into cardiac arrest and what is like cardiac contusion. I mean contusion is obviously like bruising.
1: Yeah. But like. That's what I was going
0: to say. I guess bruising around the heart. But like I meant to like look it up and see like how that, I don't know, just like how that all works. Are you Googling it right now?
1: Of course I'm Googling it right now. Hold on. It's a bruise of the heart muscle, which can cause serious bodily injury. Most commonly caused by a car accident by falling from heights greater than 20 feet.
0: I just, I just, like, I, I mean, I, like I said, I understand it was probably like bruising around the heart. I just didn't know what that, how that made her go unconscious. But I guess science that I don't understand, like, went over and my head. And you can head. die from it, too. Not Yikes. surprising.
1: Because it might disrupt the heart's rhythm. I feel like we're like doctors now, Rena. Like
0: Oh yeah. We're so t- totally doctors. We could totally write work. I think we're the level of doctors where like we could write a medical show. Yeah, like we yeah. I wouldn't trust us with like a patient's life, but I would trust us with fictional lives. Yeah, yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is that is a perfect way to put it.
0: We are T V doctors. We are not we're- Real doctors. Yeah, we're TV doctors. We're at that level. We're at the
1: level of TV doctor, but not actual doctor. Like
0: we're probably just as much of doctor as like Tori Devito or Nick Gelfis or anybody else that's on the show. <laughs> right? We're just right. as much of a doctor as they are. Clearly.
1: Yeah, I think we should put that in our Twitter bios, like TV doctors, just like <laughs> not actual doctors, TV doctors.
0: It's like that. What is that insurance commercial with like the TV doctors?
1: It was, like, right here, and then I forgot. Um,
0: And it's got all of them.
1: Yeah. TV Dr. Pose. Like (laughs) That's, like, right here, and I can't remember I just can't remember
0: which company it is.
1: Just, like, imagine us in that commercial with everybody else. That's the level of medical
0: knowledge that we're at. Is it State Farm? It's not State Farm, is it? No, no. Progressive? No. Fuck.
1: I know. I'm trying to, like, figure it out without Googling it. Shit. Dang it.
0: I know. I just made you Google something else.
1: I know. TV doctor commercial. Is it Blue Cross?
0: It is Cigna. Oh. Cigna. I was going to start naming health insurances, and I would have gotten to Cigna eventually, but anyway. <sighs> oh, goodness. So then we go back to Jamie and Dr. Charles, and they're having a conversation, and, you know, Dr. Charles, like, starts, like, once encouraged Jamie to – you know, be intubated and go on a ventilator. Um, And Dr. Charles is like, well, like, if you don't want to do it, that's fine. Like, you know, but like, really, you should do it for me. Um, And Jamie's like, well, for you? And Charles Charles is like, yeah, for me. And so, like, he ends up convincing Jamie to, like, go on the ventilator. And I think one thing I was thinking about this scene is, like, and just throughout the episode entirely was, like, Dr. Charles is basically a surrogate father to Jamie. And, like, considering that, like, why we never heard anything about him since?
1: Did they specifically say that Dr. Charles was like a surrogate father?
0: I mean, not necessarily, but like he's known him since he was eight, and like he's been there for him. And you know, later on at the end of the episode, like Jamie drew a fucking Father's Day card for him.
1: Oh yeah, like that'll do it. I mean, like maybe not like maybe
0: not like literally like father son, but like someone who clearly meant something to him. Yeah. Like I think Interesting point Drawing a Father's Day card At age eight Like pretty important
1: Yeah especially given What Dr. Charles had said That his father was an alcoholic Right Good point
0: You know Just little things I would have liked to have seen At least some point In the past Two and a half seasons
1: He he doesn't die At the end of the episode right
0: No He's alive As far as we know He's alive
1: Good point Unless he died, like, the second or third time Med blew up.
0: Oh, Gina.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. He was there. I couldn't resist. I'm a horrible person. Gina,
0: Gina, stop.
1: (laughs) Oh, he didn't die at the end of the episode. Maybe edit that out. I was just kidding. (laughs) JK.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, so that's...
1: is like, yeah, I'm not editing
0: that (laughs) out. (laughs) No, I'm definitely not editing that out. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, Gina, do you want to take over? Talk about... Maggie and Jorge and yeah
1: sure 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 so Maggie goes to talk to Jorge's girlfriend and she gives her his belongings and shows her a ring that Jorge was gonna propose with and she's like you know you're not his girlfriend you're his fiance (laughs) and it's really sweet but I also feel like that's some like Natalie Manning level rule breaking right there like am I the only one who Feels that way? Like, does that, I don't know. I feel like if Nat had done that, everybody would be like, Natalie. But with Maggie, everybody's like, that's
0: so sweet. Well, I think it's funny. Like, on rewatch, I definitely feel like it's a Mad- Natalie Manning-like level shit. But, like, watching this back, like, we could have assumed that this was going to be Maggie's trope. That, like, Maggie was going to constantly do this.
1: That's true. Just because at this
0: point, we have no reason to think that Natalie is that person. But watching it back, oh, yeah, this is totally some Natalie Manning-level shit.
1: It really is. And, but Ma- Ma- or Maggie gets away with it because she's Maggie.
0: Right. And, like, at so. this point, we have no idea that Natalie is Natalie.
1: For sure. Yeah. So. Ugh. So we cut to the doctor's lounge and Will and Connor have their first, like. Stare down thing? Dick swinging competition? What are we going to call <laughs> it? <this? laughs> yeah. I just, I hate that they pitted them against each other right off the bat. Like, there are two grown men in their 30s. I feel like they've got better things to do than talk about who's the better doctor. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, But that's what we're going with. Oh God.
1: So they start off with this conversation about hypothermia protocol for a patient, but then it turns into a stare down over a game of like your life versus my life. So is, is this where Will pretty much starts to throw in his face? Like, you know, you're a rich kid, whatever.
0: Yes, because Will... Like, once Will asks, like, where you're from, and Will, and Connor's like, oh, I'm from Chicago, and Will's like, oh, no kidding, like, whatever, he's like, we probably don't have any friends in common, he's like, where are you from, and Connor says, like, whatever, drive, and Connor, and Will's like, oh, like, you're from wherever this place is, and Connor's like, well, what about you, and he's like, I'm from Canaryville, like, I'm a tough kid, like, sup i'm a tough kid except you're will halstead like sit down redhead right (laughs) like you're not the other halstead brother like calm down yeah i'd
1: I'd buy that shit coming from jay but like sit down Will. right (laughs) like
0: yeah and will's like sup like i'm from canaryville (laughs) 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 oh god but yeah so yes this is where they have that conversation
1: the first of many because will just can't let it go throughout season one yeah so bad so we go back to Will and Natalie's patient, Other Gina. I'm going to call her Other Gina. Other Gina. Um, and Other Gina. She's slowly crashing, and Will and Nat decide that she needs surgery. So it turns out that the baby's parents have medical power of attorney over her, and they don't want to endanger their baby. So this is the first time that Nat goes Nat on the situation. And yep. she's like, you would just allow her condition to worsen? And the baby's mom is like, yeah, because it's our child, what would you do to save yours? And, you know, just nat, doing that things. And so Will and Mrs. Goodwin have a conversation with a lawyer. And Will's like, you know, why aren't you trying to help us? And so after Will leaves, the lawyer makes a snarky remark. And she goes, well, it's so much easier to run a hospital without doctors.
0: It's not very nice. No, nope, he's not very nice at all. But... And it also, like, just logically, like, I was thinking about it today. I was like, that literally doesn't make sense. Like, I understand the point of the, like, joke, but, like, literally logically can't happen. You can't have a hospital without doctors. But whatever. No, it can't.
1: But I understand what she's saying. Like, the business side is a lot easier when...
0: Yeah, like, when people aren't, like, putting... Like, when it's treated as a business and not, like, as people with feelings and, you know, lives.
1: It's kind of like, and by kind of, I mean, it's like nowhere near, but still kind of similar. Like when I was a teenager, I worked at Build-A-Bear. I know doesn't so many things about me make sense now. I know. Um,
0: I never knew that.
1: Yeah. Now, you know, and all of a sudden you're like, everything about her makes sense. Oh my God. Like, (laughs) um, but I always noticed that like, it was never the kids I had problems with. It was always the parents.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: So it's kind of like that where I was like, the kids aren't that bad if the parents would just shut up, I could get stuff done.
0: Yeah, that doesn't surprise me.
1: Yeah, that I used to work at Build-A-Bear, I know, right?
0: Well, yes, <laughs> that, but also that you didn't have as much trouble with the kids as you did the parents.
1: So it's it's kind of like that. I don't know.
0: That's how I. No, it definitely. It, that's yeah. No, it definitely makes sense.
1: Yeah. So they sent me mail the other day. Build-A-Bear did, and I was like, yeah, real funny real funny.
0: Would they like, send you like a coupon or something?
1: Just like a mailing for like their spring stuff coming up. I was like, "Listen, I haven't worked for you in like 12 years. Just like, why are you so That's obsessed with me?" So funny. <laughs> oh goodness. Anyway, so we go back to Jorge Connor's patient. Yes, Connor's patient. Mm-hmm. We go back to Jorge and Jorge's coding. And so Connor and Choi, they try everything they can, but ultimately he can't be saved. So Goodwin comes to talk to the girlfriend about what comes next and they kind of leave off there. So we go up to the roof for the first time ever and Connor is just kind of having one of those like existential crises, moody moments where he just like looks off the top of the building and like broods. Um, so he's up on the roof. Natalie runs up and er, Natalie runs into him up there and, you know, he's in her hiding spot or whatever. And... Connor brings up Nat's husband for the very first time, but she just pauses and, what does he ask her? He's
0: like, oh, is your husband a doctor? And she's like, well, uh, no.
1: Is she wearing her ring? I think so. Okay, otherwise I was going to be like, Connor, like you can't really assume these things these days. Like- I think
0: so. And I, cause I think, it's, isn't, isn't that a big plot point in season one, like her taking off her ring?
1: Yes, that's the whole episode when she can't find it and then she passes out.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. And it's like broken heart syndrome or something? Something, but yeah.
0: So yeah, like she's, I'm sure, I didn't notice if she still had it on the scene, but I'm sure she does.
1: Yeah. So Natalie gets called back downstairs and just kind of awkwardly leaves Connor. And so that's like the first glimpse, or that's like the first we hear about any sort of father slash husband for nat and like i know you weren't in the fandom at this point but this is why i kind of wish ashley was here tonight because i remember when when you know all this started happening with like med and you know we heard character descriptions and everything and we heard that natalie was pregnant ashley and i would just throw around theories just because that's like the fun thing to do right and we finally got to a point where we were like what if the baby is wills and like
0: See, it's funny that you talk about this theory because I remember watching it for the first time and, like, obviously, like, I was really late to the game and all of season one had already aired. And so I think I knew that kind of, like, Manstead was, like, the shit that they were pushing slash people were rooting for. But I remember thinking that, like, Connor and Natalie had good chemistry in this scene and, like, that would have been something I would have liked to have seen. Could you imagine... Not now, I can't, but like watching this back, I was like, yeah, like I remember thinking like, ooh, this would have been like a good pairing. And now I'm like, obviously I like Manstead, but like, it took me a while to get on Manstead. And I think because it took me a while to get on the Manstead train that I was like, where's like why can't Connor, you know.
1: I'm trying to imagine what a ship with them, like a ship between them would be like. Yeah. I just imagine Connor hearing about all the like all the rules she breaks in the ED every single day and being like she would never do
0: that. <laughs> yeah. No, it would never work like especially now that I've seen them as characters like it would never work, but I remember thinking that in like this scene.
1: Oh man, that's like a total that that's a that's a fan fiction we need to read like an AU fan fiction, like alternate universe.
0: <laughs> yeah. It would kind never happen. That episode
1: of Grey's when they imagine the alternate universe and Meredith and Karev are like engaged. Oh my engaged.
0: God. it's the worst. And then Karev cheats on her. Ugh. Oh my god, that's like one of my like least favorite Grey's episodes of all time. <laughs> so so bad.
1: Yeah. So Connor's on the roof. And Nat gets called back downstairs. And so yeah, we always thought that would be a fun one. If like, what if Will had a one night stand and like the baby's his? And yeah, <laughs> Ashley and I had a field day with that. And so. <laughs> Downstairs, um. Goodwin talks to the mom of the baby that other Gina is carrying, and so Goodwin's like, you know, you have to ask yourself what you can live with. How are you going to feel a week from now, a month from now, or even a few years? Other Gina handed over her life to you in that contract. She trusted you to make the right decision, and she's basically able to convince the mom to let other Gina have the surgery. I have to say, other Gina. Cause <laughs> if I say Gina, I'm like, I, I, but I'm right here. Like,
0: <laughs> I'm not pregnant. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, not pregnant. I, I apparently have the flu. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you don't have a I brain have injury. Your brain's okay, but like your body's yeah. not, whatever.
1: Given the way this week has gone, like you could throw out any medical diagnosis at me and I'm like, probably. Yeah, that's probably what I have. That's like, why I'm
0: here for you, Gina. I got you. To weed, out Brenda, all the sh- to, the to weed out all the shitty medical advice.
1: Yeah. Dr. Brenda, my own personal TV doctor. I got you. I got you. <laughs> That's your catchphrase right you. there. Like, thanks, Dr. Bryna. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, and so you know, uh, she's able to convince, uh, like, she's able to convince the mom to have other, let other Gina have the surgery. Everything goes well for both other Gina and the baby. And so Connor goes in to see Dr. Charles and tells him that, you know, Jorge. Hold on, your Skype window is blocking the outline. There we go. Okay, (laughs) Connor goes in and sees Dr. Charles and tells him that Jorge is a match for Jamie's new lungs, but that his girlfriend won't give consent. So they're eventually able to persuade the girlfriend to have them donated to Jamie. And both Connor and Dr. Charles make sure that they were there after Jamie comes out of surgery. It's a really sweet like wrap everything up ending. It's pretty perfect. And so later on after the shift, April comforts Nat in the doctor's lounge when we finally find out we find out more about Nat's husband. And Nat's husband was named Jeff and he died in Iraq? I think so. He died overseas in the military. Um yeah, and so April comforts Nat in the doctor's lounge. You know, she died. he died while serving in the army. And then the episode ends where they're all together. And along with Maggie, they begin setting up the crib for Nat's baby. And that is the pilot. You know what? Now that I think about it. Yes. That's like going back to Nat and Jay, which I know we don't like to talk about, but we talk about anyway. <laughs> like they probably they
0: probably bonded over that, didn't they? I was literally just thinking the same thing. That, yeah. like, in that way, she would have been good for Jay because, like, she is ha- ex- had the experience of being the significant other of someone who was overseas. Yeah. And she probably
1: understands PTSD and things like that. Oh, my God. That's just, like, light bulb just, like, went off in my head. Like, mind blown.
0: Yeah. Still not a fan of that relationship. But, yes, yeah, she would have been good if, for him in that sense.
1: For sure. And, like, you never hear Will – well, I mean, I don't know. Like, Natalie never talks about Jeff.
0: Not anymore. And, uh, not not, not anymore, since, no. Um, other Jeff. Clark. Yeah, Clark was on the show.
1: I have more thoughts about that. I just need to, like, form them into coherent sentences. What about Will? About Natalie and – like it's that's an underrated like or not underrated that's like something that they've never really touched on is that natalie's husband was military and with all the military connections on all these shows right she's got a bit of an understanding
0: yeah you would think when i think her and will like especially like they have some that part to bond over too because i mean granted they both had loved ones overseas
1: Or do they, though? Because this is, again, where the Halstead's past comes into play. Was Will in Jay's life at all
0: when Jay was in the military? I don't know, but like one would assume that... I mean, regardless of our own theories, based off what the show has told us, they've at least seemed to have kept somewhat in contact while he was overseas. And so, I would assume... But I don't know. I mean, I have my own theories that he wasn't, but.
1: Oh, man. Things we need to ask. I know. We're going to jot that down for questions for Nick. Um, it's jotting yeah. that down now. Which actually makes a semi-decent segue. And then we'll circle back. Um Yeah, so the Chicago Heroes event is in, what, a week and, like, two days? It'll be a week when you're listening to this on Friday. We will be
0: in Chicago, but, oh, shit, I need to figure out when I'm going to upload this. But, yes, we will be in Chicago when you are listening to this. No, no, we won't. Yes, we will. This? Oh, not this. Not this, but close enough. (laughs) Again, all of our dates are screwed up. I'm so screwed up. I don't know what's happening. Yeah.
1: If you guys have questions for any of the... Uh, the stars attending the Chicago Heroes event, please send them to us. We have an idea of some people we're going to get to interview. Um, We don't know the full list yet. This but is kind
0: of a prepare for all, hope for all, but not really sure who we're getting yet. Yeah. Situation.
1: So, um, but yeah, so send us, send us questions. What do you want to know from Tori? What do you want to know from Nick? They just added Roland Buck, who plays Noah.
0: Yeah, so, I'm about to, what? I'm going to pull up the list of who's going. So that way, if you don't follow us on Twitter, you don't even know what the heck we're talking about, you can still send us questions. Okay, uh-huh. so everyone who's going to this event is Sophia Bush, Jesse Lee Soffer, Nick Gelfus, Tori DeVito, John Sada, Patrick Pfluger, Marina Scorciati, Leroyce Hawkins, Kara Kilmer, Joe Minoso, Yuri Sardarov. I totally just butchered that last name. <laughs> I totally butchered Yuri's last name. Um, but Christian Stolte, Randy Flagler, Tony, I can't remember Tony's last name. Ferraris. Yes, Ferraris. And Which I Roland, probably butchered. And Yeah, and Roland Buck.
1: So, I mean, guys, it's a pretty decent setup from FIRE, PD, and Med. So any questions you guys have for these people, just send them to us because we don't know who we're going to get to interview, but we want to have as many questions as possible. And this is your chance. Like, you know, yeah, let us get these questions out there for you. Just anything you want to know, just send them to us. You know, you can tweet them to us, email them to us, DM it to us, however you want to get it to us. Right, yeah. Send us questions. Like we said, we're not
0: guaranteed that we're going to get to ask them, but we're trying to prepare for everybody. Um, just, you know, better to be prepared than not pre- be prepared. So send us yeah, questions for sure. any of those people I just named off.
1: Yes. So, Brian, thoughts on the med pilot?
0: It was m- much better, I think, the second time around. Because this is the second time, ta- the only the second time I've ever seen it. Like, I've never gone, I was thinking about this today. I've never gone, besides, like, random scenes here and there, and then obviously more of season three because of the podcast, I've never gone and back and rewatched med episodes. So this is only my second time ever seeing the pilot. Um
1: yeah, same actually. And I
0: think it's a lot and I think now especially because I'm more invested in season 3, like may, it made watching the pilot better. Like I think if I had watched it in season like rewatched it last year when I wasn't as invested still in med, I would have been like what am I watching? Like why am I still watching? Why am I rewatching this thing? Right, But now that I'm much more invested, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Oh, interesting observation here. And it's like, it's kind of interesting to see how much the characters have changed, but not, like, in some ways how they haven't changed at all. Like, especially, like, I'm thinking about Sarah specifically. Like, Sarah's (laughs) changed so much, but at the same time, like, especially what she's going through now with, like, her anxiety about being in the hospital when things happen and the fact that, like, she was just this nervous, like, bumbling med student, like, right now, like, it's kind of interesting to see the parallels between season one Sarah and season three Sarah, even though she's done, she's grown so much since season one.
1: For sure, and I I get exactly what you're saying about how things have changed so much, but it also doesn't feel like they've changed that much, like, even the scenes that we saw in the pilot with Jamie and Dr. Charles, in my head, I was like, well, where's Sarah? right and then i was like it's the pilot oh yeah right and like
0: noah's not around yet and like say like reese still wants to work in a lab like manstead hasn't really established at all like none of connor's romance tragic romance things have happened like there's just like so many things that like it's still the same show and i think it's kind of cool like Because, like I said, I've never been, like, until this season, I've never really been as into Med. But, like, it's kind of cool to see, like, that at its core, these characters are still the same. Like, it's still, it's always been the same show. There just needed to be little plot things that happen to get me more invested in it. But it's always been the same show. Right. And I think that's cool. And I think it's kind of why I think I maybe like it more now. Like, I wonder if I go back and watch the rest of season one and season two, like, if I'll feel the same. Like, that I like it more.
1: It's a good point. I, I feel like I would like season one more. I don't know about season two, because I, I got to admit, when the panda came in, I was a little like, uh...
0: <laughs> hmm.
1: But, I mean, with that said, I probably need to give it a second chance, because, yeah... It'd be worth a giving a progress. second
0: tra- chance, for sure. Yeah, because
1: season three's been fantastic.
0: Oh, yeah, season three's been fantastic. But, yes, there were definitely a couple, like you said, the panda... The Natalie and Jay stuff not sure if I can handle going back and watching that again but like parts of it for sure but now I'm curious like now I want to know what they talked about at the Blackhawks game yeah that Blackhawks game that they filmed and never showed us thank god
1: but like maybe I would have liked to have sit in the row behind them maybe not like seen the scene but like (laughs) maybe sat in the row behind them and just like eavesdropped
0: Or maybe just read the script. Like, you don't need to see it acted out, but, like, read the script page. God, I love scripts. I know. That's why I said that.
1: I should Google for that. Oh, I love scripts.
0: Anyway. But, yeah, so, like, (laughs) you can handle reading it on the page, just not it seen acted out.
1: Yes. Yes, true story. True story. So, yeah, that's our episode for tonight. Um... As always, you can always find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. We are Meet Us at Molly's right across the board. We're on Podbean. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher now, y'all. Stitcher. Check us out there. Please rate us and review us. Please, please, please. If you like the show, please spread the word. Please. yeah, there's a lot of people out there that like the shows that I don't think we've been able to reach yet and we're hoping to. So if you're going to the Chicago Heroes event, let us know because, yeah, let us know. We haven't heard from anybody yet. So if you're going to be there, please tell us, you know, again, rate us, review us, please. i trying to think of anything else that we had to say. Oh, the schedule for next week. So Brian and I fly to Chicago on Friday the 2nd um i think what we're what we've talked about is that we're gonna do one episode all three shows just quick hits of like this is what we liked, this is what was funny this was what was cute and then when we're in chicago we'll be bringing you guys bonus episodes interviews crazy we're stuff to so even
0: some videos like video content i don't know what it's gonna look like but we're hoping we'll see
1: you like how i just nodded into the mic like they could see me <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah we're I mean we're gonna be just the yeah video audio everything so um we will cover all three shows we just think it's gonna be kind of in one condensed episode um but we're so excited so I just I can't believe this trip is like a week away now I
0: know I can't believe I'm gonna see you for the first time in like six months like and longer Longer. than that it's been like nine months now holy shit something
1: like that yeah and then we're gonna see each other a month later and then two months later I know but yeah I like I can't believe it's already here it's kind of insane I know we were talking about this like five months ago. We were like, it's so long from now. Uh, now it's next week. Holy shit. So crazy. So crazy. But yeah, so that is our episode for this week. Um, as always, you can always get in touch with us via email. Meet us at mollys with gmail.com. Anything you guys want to talk about theories, shows, character ships, whatever, constructive criticism, even. Um, but yeah, that's about all we've got. So we will see you guys next week. Um, We keep an eye out on social media. We will be blowing up all of the social media pages just with all of our happenings in Chicago. And yeah, we will see you guys in Chicago. Oh, I know. It's so exciting. See you guys in Chicago. Bye.